And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. With Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. I'm feeling <laughs> like 60 today, uh, alluding to your uh, earlier question. In, yeah, question. You know, oh. it's funny because that's apparently not how that works. How I feel in the morning as opposed to, I yeah. don't know, a Saturday afternoon where there's no pressure to get things done. Because on a Saturday afternoon, I feel like my age, early 30s. And then... Oh, really? I feel about 10. But... <laughs> <laughs> See, and apparently it's not about how we feel. There's a whole, I mean, I, I've heard about a test you can get done in certain parts of the yeah. world, a blood test, for example, to figure out your oh. biological age. And mm. not to give away the answer to the question of the mm-hmm. day, but yeah. essentially it is about your lifestyle choices and yeah. you are apparently what you eat too. <laughs> Well, I've certainly made some wrong decisions in that area. <laughs> Myself included. And, and the question is not to guilt trip any of us, but maybe just to gauge, hey, where are you in the health spectrum anyway? But thanks for sharing, Adam. <laughs> Interesting. I'll be tuning in after uh, our segment. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into our keyword news portion. We're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for you this morning. Uh, the Insanger government's one of top priorities is no, uh, no, no question uh, dealing with the troubled economy. So, so let's start there. This is our first keyword of the day. Taming inflation. So the government has unveiled a set of measures to tame record inflation and stabilize people's living conditions, a batch of countermeasures, if you will, against high inflation rates. Tell us the details. Right. So all these measures, they are to the tune of 3.1 trillion won, and it includes lifting import tariffs and seven key food ingredients, such as cooking oil, pork and flour, uh, until the end of this year. Uh, The government will also cut VAT on imports of coffee and cocoa beans Mm. until 2023 in a bit to help ease their import costs as well. We know how much Korean people love their coffee. Um, It will also not impose VAT on packaged processed food as well, including kimchi and soybean paste uh, Mm. until next year. Uh, The finance ministry has stressed that amid high inflation, rising interest rates and a hike in housing expenses also have weighed on households' living costs. Uh, Finance Minister Chu Gyeong called for cooperation for price stability, saying a price-wage spiral could put more upward pressure on inflation. Um, the government said its latest measures centred on easing upward pressure on import costs rather than imposing price control. Uh, it expects the removal of import duties on pork, for example, will help drive down their import prices by about 20%. Mm. Uh, we know a lot of uh, essential food items, uh, meat, vegetables and fruit, uh, the, all the prices have become very expensive uh, right. for grocery shopping um, lately. Now, the government has also announced measures to alleviate people's living costs and ease property-related taxes. There are also plans to extend a cut in the consumption tax on passenger cars, known as Kerose, uh, by another six months until the end of December. A 30% cut in the consumption tax on the purchase of cars is supposed to expire at the end of June, but Mm. that will be extended, and it has been extended uh, numerous times. Uh, The tax rate at the moment stands at 3.5%. So, for example, if you're buying a car, then it's still going to be relatively cheaper 
with that uh, cut in consumption tax. Here's another complicated uh, question. Soaring housing prices have always been a thorny issue with no simple solution in sight. We're talking about alleviating the heated market, which was a priority for the previous Moon administration. But it's also about meeting demand and supply shortages in metropolitan cities across the country, some affordable housing maybe. But a variety of answers need to be adhere to. Could you run us through some of the real estate related measures? Sure. Now, in an effort to promote housing stability for the middle class, the government decided to ease the payment burden of the property possession tax for owners of a single home. Now, the government aims to have them pay the property ownership tax at levels similar to 2020, a year before housing prices began soaring, although it has uh, been a kind of an, an upward trend before that as well. Sure. Um, to this end, the country plans to apply last year's state-assessed or state-appraised price values for homes when it sets the tax for this year. Now, the government will also revise the former administration's plan to raise state-evaluated prices for homes to up to 90% of their market prices by the year 2030. Uh, Starting in the third quarter, the government plans to relax uh, lending rules for the first time home buyers in an effort to ease their financial burden. Uh, The loan to value or LTV ratio for the purchase of a home will be raised to 80% for those people. That's up from the current 60 to 70%. There's always been that issue that even people wanting to buy a house buy uh, or use uh, the Chunze system, Mm. uh, they just simply couldn't get a loan because Mm. they didn't have the capital for the rest of the the amount that needed Mm. to be paid. Um, When applying uh, lending rules based on borrowers' repayment capabilities, the government will further take into account the estimated future income for young adults. Now, the move is aimed at preventing young people from facing excessive limitations in taking out loans. So Mm. basically an easing and making it easier for Uh, mortgages and loans to be taken out under the new government, whether Mm. it will work. Of Mm. course, there's been a slew of real estate measures that were uh, unveiled during the Moon administration. Yes, they proved ineffective. Uh, Some said they were a failure. Uh, Pretty much the Yoon government is wanting a reversal on pretty much all those proposals, making it a bit more easier, more um, stripping of the red tapes, and Mm. we'll have to see if it works or not relying on the free market system, if you will. But I do think it's important to gauge these different groups and what they need, right? There would be a, a portion of the middle class who would want to utilize the Tonsa system, as you've said, to maybe right. move to a bigger home. And mm-hmm. that system exists exactly for that reason. And then there are young adults who find all of these homes virtually unaffordable, and they would need that loan to be affordable or within reach. Right. Yes. All right. Certainly not the last of it, but it's a framework anyway. Let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Extra budget execution. President Yoon Sung-yeol is urging for the swift execution of the recently passed extra budget. It appears that many people are taking advantage of the new relief funds. It, it, from what mm. I understand, it was not extended to freelancers yesterday. It was more for the small right. business owners. Yeah, I did mention that uh, me, myself, being a freelance foreigner and <laughs> not being eligible yet for it. Uh, hopefully there are some things to help us people out yeah, but uh, yeah. nothing yet but the most uh, pressing and uh, the most uh, urgent group that needs it at the moment are these small businesses that have been especially hit by these pandemic related restrictions that was kind of the main goal of the extra budget anyway um, and Yoon did ask for the swift uh, execution and implementation of the budget uh, shortly after the budget was approved at a cabinet meeting that cabinet meeting came after 
lawmakers passed the bill. Uh, he reiterated it is the state's responsibility to compensate business owners who suffered under the uh, restrictions. And he also called for bold deregulation, saying the right conditions for investment are needed to create more jobs for young people and also to enable uh, rapid economic growth. Now, the new extra budget, which is the largest ever and the first under the new government, breaks down into a 39 trillion won spending plan, most of which is aimed at giving cash handouts to these small merchants. Um, and 23 trillion won is for grants to regional governments, so for developments uh, in on the regional level. Um, and there are uh, just over 3.7 million merchants uh, who will be eligible for these cash handouts. Uh, there'll be between 6 million to 10 million one each. Uh, many of the eligible businesses, as you said, have applied on the first day. Mm. Yesterday, there were more than 1 million applications in the space of eight and a half hours since opening. That's about 67% of those eligible on the first day. And about 90% of the applicants on that mm. first day received their cash handouts. So it was very speedy. Um, and unlike previous relief fund handouts, the application system... Uh, and the payment itself was done without much of a hitch. There mm. weren't really much of pitches. Uh, this online system and application system seemed to run smoothly, and the mm. payment as well seemed to get into the hands of these people uh, relatively quickly as well. So we'll have to see what the outcome is today as well. Perhaps up until this point, there were all trials and errors, and we've figured yeah. it out. Yes. All right, on to our third keyword of the day. Waning pandemic. So with COVID infections, at least the daily confirmed numbers slowing down, treatment centers and other facilities that were open to fight the pandemic will officially shut down. What's the latest? Yeah, so all 12 residential treatment centers will close from tomorrow. Only one center that's basically dedicated to foreigners coming in uh, from abroad will continue their operations. Now, the government said the need for such facilities is gone because of course, testing and treatment for COVID-19 can now be done at local clinics, mm-hmm. so uh, your n- nearby hospital. And treatment centres were also operating at 3.6% level. So the government considered that it's uh, pretty much a waste of resources. So <laughs> there's not much of a use for these facilities now. Uh, the government will implement plans, however, for high-risk groups that are still vulnerable to the virus. Such measures include a fast-track procedure that allows high-risk groups to receive tests, treatments and prescriptions for COVID-19 within one day. Uh, COVID-19 cases, as you said, they've been dropping significantly recently. They fell further over the weekend to the 6,000s. Deaths, uh, new deaths plunged to the single digits. Nine were reported yesterday. That's the first time in seven months that fatalities fell into the uh, single digits. Uh, but of course, it is still early in the week, so those numbers could increase. So mm. do take it with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, the government has warned also of a possible new wave of the virus that could arrive soon, in fact. Senior health official Sun young Ne, for one, says a resurgence of cases in the summer might occur due to closed environments where indoor ventilation kind of becomes uh, difficult when air conditioning is operated. Mm. And there are many predictions that this summer is going to be another yet uh, record-breaking a uh, scorching summer, and <laughs> a lot of people will be blasting those air conditioners, my, my, uh, me, myself included, possibly. Um, and he said that was the reason for medium-sized waves of infections over the uh. past two years as well. So we've kind of seen this pattern before. Right. Uh, the size of any new wave this summer, however, is likely to not be very big, he added. But uh, we'll, have, of course, have to see uh, what the 
uh, trend will be in the summer months. So the advice would actually be to ventilate in, in between those blasting of ACs. But when it is right. humid and hot outside, how many companies and business buildings and how many homes are subject to it? I don't know. But I, I mean, I, I get the point. I'll try to ventilate. Oh. I mean, the best advice is to keep indoor yeah. spaces ventilated, keep those windows yeah. open, switch right. the air conditioners off. It'll save you a bit on the electricity bill as well. Right. But of course, we all know how notoriously hot Korean summers can be. So, you know, it's very difficult to do that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Samsung Intel meeting. So Samsung Electronics Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong met with Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger in Seoul to discuss ways to cooperate in the semiconductor field. Uh, what do we know about their talk? Uh, well, nothing official, no official statements have, that have come out yet. But according to Samsung, the two mainly discussed ways to enhance cooperation uh, related to de- uh, next generation memory, uh, fabless production, system semiconductors and foundries as well. Uh, as well as mobile. Now, the meeting is said to have been largely influenced, actually, by the U.S. President Joe Biden's visit to the Samsung Electronics uh, chip plant in Pyeongchang that Mm. happened last week. Uh, And during the visit, Biden expressed his will to forge a bilateral semiconductor alliance. uh, And local media outlets said the Intel CEO stopped by Seoul on his way back to the United States from the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. Um, Now, Samsung and Intel are rival companies. Uh, We we all know that. Uh, They're competing usually for the first and second Mm. places in terms of sales in the global semiconductor market. Uh, But although they are rivals and competitors, the two companies, they are very highly dependent on each other. Uh, For example, the two companies are closely connected since Samsung develops what's known as the double data rate five and other advanced memory chips, which must be compatible with Intel's CPU. And we all know that Intel CPUs are the mostly used in PCs. Uh, Now, the discussions have sparked talk of possible new collaborative projects and plans between the two firms as well. Uh, As I said, there's no official statement or executive quotes regarding the meeting uh, yet. So Mm. we'll have to see. All right. And on to our final keyword of the day. Fed rate hike. Uh, There's increasing pressure on the U.S. Federal Reserve to tame inflation like South Korea, uh, with some officials saying that they'll uh, back aggressive rate hikes. It's unavoidable, it seems. Yeah, so we've been, getting, we've been getting a lot of hints about yeah. these kind of aggressive rate hikes. Uh, the, for example, the Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Wallace says he wants to keep raising interest rates in half percentage point steps until inflation is easing back toward the U.S. Central Bank's goal. And he added that it will support tightening policy by another 50 basis points for several meetings until he sees inflation coming down closer to the tar- uh, 2% um, target range. Uh, U.S. central bankers, they raised by half a percentage point this month to cool the hottest inflation in 40 years. And they, all signaled, and they have signaled that they'll hike by the same amount again at their meetings in June and July as well. Um, Waller's comments come ahead of a meeting on Tuesday, local time, between Fed Chair Jerome Powell and Joe Biden for a discussion that was called by the White House on the state of the U.S. and global economy as well. Uh, the, face face, the Fed faces a difficult task in dampening demand in the economy, enough to curb inflation while not causing recession. That's always been that delicate balancing act. Well, I added that he thinks, though, that the Fed can raise rates and tamp down demand without causing a severe economic downturn. So we'll have to see what comes out in the next and uh, July's month um, meetings. All right. Thank you very much, Adam, for this morning's coverage. Have a safe day and we'll speak to you again tomorrow. You're welcome. See you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.